welcome to Bitstall, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and my co-host Trevor is out sick today, so we have a wonderful replacement who stepped in uh, and whom I met five minutes ago, and uh, that is Stefan Ato. Welcome. Oh, welcome. I'm uh, glad to be your uh, sub-podcaster today. Um, just be aware, I'm not going to take any shenanigans in the classroom, and um, yeah, keep, I'll be keeping an eye on you and reporting back to the main teacher. Definitely, I'll be on my best behaviour. Uh, it is Trevor's edit, so he will be able to uh, take <laughs> note of any misbehaviour, certainly. Um, so, Stefan, do you want to just, uh, you can let our audience know a little bit about your own podcast and about yourself? Absolutely. Well, I'm Stefan Ado. I've, uh, you may be able to tell from my accent if you've got nicely trained ears that I, I'm not Australian. I am, in fact, a Kiwi, so I apologise about that in advance. I promise not to be too smug about any... Uh, anything in particular, but just know that I do feel superior to you in every way because of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a podcast called Talking With Dinosaurs, which is very rarely updated. It's the world's number one rated uh, comedy dinosaur podcast hosted by a New Zealander. So, you know, if that sounds like what you're into, you probably want to get checked out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you just as long as you're aware, it's, it's definitely not a children's podcast. Uh, give it a listen. And yeah, thanks for thanks for stepping in last minute. Uh, I think we'll just jump right in and uh, get ourselves some words. So, if you want to jump over to our random word generating bot. Oh, wow. That thing's uh, huge. How did you fit that in here? I know. it's uh, Trevor built it. He's really got a knack for, you know, uh, mechanics. And it. Uh, I'm not sure why he needed to make it so big just to spit out some random words. But, yeah. You know. So, it's got a lot of blinking lights, which I don't necessarily feel are necessary. But, hey, you know, got to have them. Yeah, you can't you can't have a random word generating bot without blinking lights. Everybody yes. knows this. It's just science. Uh, <laughs> so for those who might just be joining us, we're about to play a game called Click Pitch, which is where we each get a random phrase, uh, an adjective, and a noun. Uh, we're going to say them out loud, mash them together, and come up with a video game design uh, based on those prompts. So uh, let's jump in. Let's go. All right. My first two words are pretended trip. Ah, mine are enhanced and ascending. Enhanced ascending. Okay. Yes. So I feel like this is maybe some sort of space elevator. Yeah. Perhaps. I can, I can see that. Um, uh, maybe a space elevator. I'm getting like the the trip aspect of it. I find really interesting with the elevator. Maybe it's maybe it doesn't have rails. Maybe there's nothing at the sides. Maybe you don't mm. want to. Maybe you don't want to trip off the space elevator. Oh right, tripping as in falling. Yeah, I was thinking you're taking a trip on it. Oh, uh, which I mean, you know, you can you can utilize both of those meanings. Yeah, uh, Bit of a double entendre. <laughs> so, all right, if you've you've got this space elevator, it's uh, it's heading up. It's got no rails. It's very dangerous, and uh, the game comes from. Try, are you trying to push the other players off it? Maybe this is yeah. some sort of competitive yeah, game. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Some, sort of like a, a sumo or wrestling game where you where you are the one who doesn't want to fall off. You've got to you've got to be the one to knock everyone else off, and that's how you mm -hmm. know. That's how you win this game. You've got to be still on it when you get up into space. Um, maybe there's an aspect of because I'm just picturing literally just on top of an open air space elevator. Uh, presumably you're going to need some sort of spacesuit by the time you actually breach, like yep. breach the atmosphere. If, if you want to carry on ascending, you're probably going to want to breathe is generally a good, good, uh, good thing to have going for <laughs> so, you. So perhaps there's a secondary aspect of like gathering parts of the spacesuit or something or, or, or it's not just knocking people off. It's maybe that, it, you know, when you, when you run into some, somebody, a piece of their spacesuit. Falls off, oh. and you have to get all the different pieces of the spacesuit so that you don't just uh, sort of explode when you reach space. Because that's definitely what happens. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've I've, I've seen space movies, um, and it, it, I mean, if Arnold Schwarzenegger taught me anything, it's that uh, yes. space pressure will make your eyeballs go blah. 
your face will go red, your eyeballs will pop, and you'll start talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, just I mean, he 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 was actually American before that movie was shot, and they did fly him to Mars to film that scene. So yeah, that's and sort just of where irre- that came irreversible from. from that point onwards. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, the dedication—he should have got an Oscar for that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think I like that idea of uh, maybe one person starts either one person starts with the spacesuit or <laughs> there are just pieces scattered across the top of this elevator yeah. from like the last set of people. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> to I, take I, this ascension. <laughs> you, you all start in the you rush and you grab what pieces you can, then you got them on everyone else. Um you've then got to consider can you then I mean I'm guessing not everyone's standing there naked. Do they have normal clothes on? Can you accidentally knock off the wrong piece of clothing and have to keep fighting them to get the right piece? <laughs> Obviously, you don't want to end up with a bunch of nude avatars on here, but, you know, it could add some or, extra difficulty in there. Or do we? I mean, or do we? I mean- I'm kind, of, I'm kind of picturing actually everyone starting in, like, the classic uh, boxer shorts with hearts on it yeah, or no, red okay. polka dots or something. Yeah, that's uh, And, you know, top and perhaps um, a top piece as well for those who may want to- Thought, uh, cover their top half as well. I thought you were going to say uh, top hat for a second. I thought, a bit snazzy, <laughs> maybe not completely on brand, but hey, let's go for it. And that's an unlockable is yeah, the top yeah. hat. I think once you start unlocking uh, different costume pieces to start with, but, uh, hey, definitely. Let, let's throw some microtransactions in there. We'll get some loot boxes. We'll start, you know, getting these uh, getting these uh, aesthetic items in there. Yeah, now you've got it. Maximize the, the profit margins. Yeah, sweet, uh, sweet of- capitalism. Yeah, of this of this this tiny competitive <laughs> multiplayer game that's definitely going to take the world by storm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, look, everyone loves costumes. Everyone loves hats. Uh, so I think, though, yes, you you you're trying to gather these spacesuit pieces. I wonder if the different pieces perhaps give you different abilities. Then, uh, ah. so like if you get you know the boots, then you can perhaps do sort of a little lift off rocket boot sort of move to get out of someone's way. Uh, or, you know, they're, they're running towards you and you use your boots to, to jump over them and they just go running off the edge of the space <laughs> elevator. That could work. The, the helmet gives you the ability to headbutt, like, real good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, again, knocking them off the space elevator where possible. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the arms don't really, they're just a fashion accessory. Maybe you can go full Android 16 and launch them at people like a rocket. Um, but then you've got to quickly get back over there and pick it back up. So whoever you've knocked yes. away doesn't get it. Yeah. That's a good risk reward sort of situation. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to miss them because they'll be able to pick it up. But if you, yeah, if you hit them, you'll, you'll do some damage. You'll knock them back. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's really cool. I think we're onto a winner here. Number one in Epic charts in days. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what I like about this sort of game is it feels like something I could, I could make. That's, that's always a good sign if I'm uh, sitting here thinking about how I'd actually develop it. Well, I assure you, I am certainly not here to generate ideas to build my own game and just steal all the IP. <laughs> I absolutely promise. Not me. Look, we, we tell people this is episode 229. So, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fodder there for any burgeoning game developer who wants to try their hand at, at making one of them a reality. As long as they're paying you immense royalties. We just, just make sure you're getting that in there. Lots of royalties. It's all on the back end. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. I think let's, uh, let's click again. Let's move on to something new. Bearded leaflet. Unpleasant Ray, Ooh. Uh, which is a was the name of my first book of poems, uh, Bearded Leaflet, Unpleasant Ray. Um, it was actually all about my neighbor, Ray, who, yeah, is, the- uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, unless we unless we, you know, use that inspiration ah. and take your neighbor, Ray, who presumably mm. is bearded. Yes, obviously. Uh, what uh, what was he handing out leaflets for? What was his kind of cause? Um, Alyssa, I, I hate to get topical, but he was definitely a 5G anti-COVID sort of guy. Um, <laughs> uh, so maybe the game is you're, you're trying to get through town and you need to not receive these leaflets from Ray because he will brainwash you. Yeah. And, and perhaps there's, this could be sort of a zombie allegory where, ah. where you, there's a bit of a simulation going on in the town as, and as Ray hands out this leaflets, you know, there's a certain chance that people who receive it will be converted to his cause. 
Right. Uh, and thus also be handing out leaflets. Absolutely. Um, you can. You might be, get some like tower defense features. You might be able to plant five G towers around the place, which they will avoid. <laughs> yes. And so you can use yes. these as sort of little safety zones. Um, I if, like it. If if you put a mask on your face, that um, they can't. They you know, they will. Uh, it enrages them, but gives you a little bit of protection from them. Yeah, or maybe you can kind of kite them a bit. You draw them out. Yeah. Uh, and into the five G zones where they start melting, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and presumably as soon as they uh, uh, converted to raise cores, they all grow beards. Yeah, yeah, it goes without saying. The, the ray yeah. could also be another a double entendre. They believe that there's five G rays which are getting them, uh, which are quite unpleasant for them. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm liking this. I, I wonder if. Uh, I'm sort of sort of think about what the the perspective is of this game. Is this kind of a Dead Rising style thing to go with the zombie esque? You know, make it a third person kind of brawler, or is this a bit more of a uh, sort of God view? You know, you can see sort of multiple streets at a time, and there's yeah. it's much more about those swarms of leaflet handing uh, bearded warriors. I was definitely getting a sort of semi isometric sort of feel to it. Was was where mm. I was where was where I was coming from. So that yeah, that sort of view from above, you've got to get around. Maybe maybe certain certain upgrades to get your sort of you can see their view cones to keep out of the way to keep the leaflets to stop them chasing you with leaflets. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A bit more, like yeah. very tactical then. Yeah, it, yeah. Absolutely. Any chance for me to see a line of sight for someone else? I'm there. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's the main selling point for a game for you. Yeah. Absolutely. When I when I can see if they've got a mini map and I can see what someone's looking at. Oh, you know, I'm buy- buying that one. Game of the year. Yeah, and just you know, it devolves down to you just watching the minimap and your tiny dot. And yeah, you, you, you know, you might as well just made, have made a game about a dot avoiding cones. But it's it's you know, it's all of part of the fun. Absolutely, and that can you know, when you get to the end, maybe maybe as time goes on and reality starts to deconstruct because you've just had so much uh, uh, interaction with these people, maybe it does devolve into just a dot escaping cones. <laughs> But the uh, the cones still have beards. Oh yeah, we absolutely. must keep the beards in place. Yeah, the beards are very important. They're a metaphor mm. for um, facial hair. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. I think let's click again. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got debatable emulation. Oh, okay. Uh, I have erased investigating. Ooh. Now that is interesting. I I think I think this is someone trying to figure out if they're in a simulation. Absolutely. So maybe even like a um, uh, there is no game sort of meta game where mm. where you you are trying to discover whether you're not in animation. You are debating whether you are. You know, you've got to have these conversations to find these things out. Yeah, it's this very kind of esoteric. Uh, Game, are you? Uh, I, I'm picturing sort of a sprite based character, so very yeah. like a 2D retro style game. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, see that. But it's mostly conversations with everyone else in the game trying to figure out the meaning of life, essentially, yeah. and what you're doing there. And of course, the culmination of the game realizing that everything is an emulation, life is pointless, and devolving into just sprite based hedonism. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just all the pixels they can they can get a hold of. Uh, actually, it, what, and that is actually where Pac Man starts. Weirdly enough, is is where um is where this game ends. <laughs> the ghost, yeah. of course, representing the nihilism of of simulated pointlessness, and um, uh, Pac Man absor- eating the dots of hedonism. It's just uh, mm-hmm. all an interconnected universe. We could really be starting our own classic video game sort of extended universe there. Oh, okay. So we bring that Marvel money. Yeah. The, the, yes. <laughs> what would that be? Like the Namco extended <laughs> universe or something? Yeah. Something uh, like- get some Frogger in there. Some, some Gallagher. Yeah. Cubert uh, for sure. Gotta have Cubert. Cubert. Yep. Uh, but they're all just sitting around like eating pixels and discussing <laughs> the meaning of life and how pointless everything is. Absolutely, it's it's like um, it's like Rick at Ralph, but just just a lot more depressing. 
And every time Cubit says something that the player can't understand, everyone just goes, mm, yes, yes. That, I've so never right. heard anything true of Cubert. <laughs> and then he goes off and eats fruit? I don't know. I don't know. All I remember is jumping on oddly shaped diamonds that were supposed to be cubes. And it just- yeah. Is that why he's called Cubert? I think I only just realized that. Oh, my God. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, think Mine- just broke th- I think we just broke the code. Yeah. Are, are we in a simulation? Is- <laughs> Cubit's the real world. and <sighs> I should have known. I should have known all along with my weird trumpet-like nose. <laughs> I'm not even sure how I'm understanding you. I just keep seeing symbols popping up <laughs> on my screen. There's lo- lots of hashes and, and exclamation marks coming out of my mouth at all times. <laughs> Well, that does, that is pretty much in line with our podcast. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you sort of talk about censoring all the rude words. Oh, no, not like bottom. You see, I didn't even hear what you said. It just came up as symbols. I don't know. Oh, could, have been, yeah. could have been anything. Well, I'll let your imagination run away with you. <laughs> Hopefully not um, literally. You need to finish the podcast. That would be bad if you ran away right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Homer Simpson thing of the just run out the door. Here it go. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's 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 do another. Absolutely. Ooh, accomplished spell. Coupled pleasure. Oh, oh. Sounding- so, sorry, yours was accomplished spell. Yes, yes. Okay, so accomplished. I- I'm thinking. So your one was coupled pleasure. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, we're, we we're gonna obviously with, with something as leading as. Coupled pleasure. We're going to have to be going with a just a really basic, crappy hentai game. Um, <laughs> accomplished yep. spell. It's set in some kind of uh, Hogwarts sort of knockoff, uh, very anime. Um, but the actual gameplay itself, I'm thinking just just a classic video game, just poorly knocked off. And when you complete a level, there's just a terrible hentai image. There's, there's, there are definitely like 15 of these on Steam. Uh, there, uh, there's, there's 15 in the top 10 of these on Steam, I can tell you for sure. Um, so all right. All right. So, well, let's take a, Let's take that general idea then of a knockoff hentai wizard-based game uh, and see how we can innovate around it. Uh, do, we, do we make it like Dark Souls difficult? Oh, definitely. It's, it is impossible to get these anime girls to take their clothes off. It's just, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to complete that level. You're going to get close, yep. but it's never quite going to pay off. But then you just, you didn't cancel out of your role animation at the mm. right, on the right frame and it's, you're dead. Yeah. It, it, it's very important that it is possible, but that no one can complete it. So it's going to be a fine line to sort of, there's going to be like one person who's like, no, nah, you can. Took me a while, but I got there, and everyone else is like, "Well, this guy did it, so we're going to stick with it." Yeah, we- you're going to have all these all these speedrunners, all these streamers, just constantly playing your game just to see some nipples, yeah. uh, which may or may not exist. Yeah, I mean, we- I mean, Dave from down the road, he said his dad works at Nintendo, and he says you can do it. So, I mean, he did say though that he's he he got a special uh, pre-release version of the cartridge. Uh, yeah. So it's it's possible that uh, they took it out of you know it got censored in the in the final version. I mean that would be a good way to tell you know what is the rating on this game? Does it have contains nudity? Because if that does, that that sort of implies that you're gonna it is possible. Yeah, that's true. If you see G rating, um, yeah. then you're probably not likely to to get what you're looking for. No, no, maybe, maybe but so you've got to at the very least somehow force that R rating just to. Just to keep people going, maybe. So, maybe intense gunfighting at some point, just out of nowhere. Yeah, you just randomly throw in really heavy gore. Um, Uh, As long as- I think they they do specify, so, like, what the R rating is for. So, I wonder if- we we do need to put some nudity in there, which is accessible, uh, but it's not what they wanted. So- Intent, so just just very basic, sort of al- almost uh, you know cheap uh, mobile game, sort of quality gameplay, interspersed with just scenes of just very large nude men fighting, just to keep yes. to make sure we've got that R rating going. It's got a and, very three hundred vibe. Yes, 
Absolutely. Uh, but with no loincloths. No, not none. And also no xerxes because that's just- it's just making it- we we want to keep the attractiveness level down. Xerxes are just going to bring yes, that up very, too much. Yes, 300 very ugly men. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's just uh, it's yeah. No, I think I think and and only just a very short scene of it. Maybe maybe five seconds for every three or four hours of gameplay. Just enough so you you know it's there. Just enough to get that rating on the box. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what's going to sell, and uh, we need to trick all of those horny nerds out there <laughs> yeah. into buying this game. Uh, and I mean, you, you can pretty much at that point just take most mobile games uh, advertising and just just copy paste your logo over the top of it. I mean, it's a, it's a trick as old as a, a mobile games themselves. That's right. That's what most of them tend to do. So, uh, and look, you you can put plenty of implied nudity in the ads that you then put on other mobile games uh, because, again, it's just the industry. Yeah. In fact, m- maybe also have in there just moments where you've got to like pull out some some metal rods that are holding lava away from coins in there at yes. points. Um, maybe yeah, just exactly. Have- and then puzzles that are very simple where you have to choose from three items uh, and ensure to ensure you choose the fire extinguisher to put out the flames. Exactly. Well, they, they seem simple, but according to them, they do say that only geniuses can accomplish it. So you do, you know, you, you've got to be something going on there that you're not quite expecting. You have to be, you have to be smart to play this game. Yeah. Uh, right. it's, this is not a game for noobs. Yeah. Only one in 672 people will be able to complete this level. It's just that's that's what it's on the box. So Yeah, we did the stats. We've, you know. Y- we run you, the you numbers. Gotta, you got to get good. Got to get good. <laughs> All right. Uh, got to get good. Let's click it. Let's go again. Let's go. Leaning worker. Ah, nameless speed. Hmm. Leaning worker. That sounds like me the vast majority of the time. Yeah, there's something very evocative about just the leaning worker, just someone who's supposed to be doing a job and isn't. Yeah. Leave me alone. I'm on smoko. If you're leaning, you're cleaning. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I just got I just got retail flashbacks. Please, sorry. Don't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> is this a is this a retail uh, or, or fast food based sort of simulation game? I th- I think that works. So you've got you you've got your leaning worker, the someone who's just not doing any work. You, you're nameless. You know when you're in those places, you're just a you're just a number to corporate. And speed. You know wh- when you got to go, you got to go. You got to get those jobs done quick when they show up. That's right. So that's why you take some speed. Yep, absolutely. And As then you're at the top of your game. Does. Yeah. Re- remember, I, I, if, if you've if you've eaten in a restaurant, there's a ninety nine percent chance that the person who served it to you is on meth. That's exactly right. Uh, I I kind of like the idea of the employees as numbers, creating you know a, a, an allegory for capitalism there. Yeah. Uh, and and playing with that a little bit. Yeah. So, are you talking literal numbers? Like you play as the number one behind the counter? Uh, yeah. Perfect. Excellent. That makes a lot of sense to me. I'm liking that. Uh, which is, um, yeah, I mean, it is the perfect metaphor for capitalism. And by metaphor, pretty much literally exactly what happens. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, either that or they're, or they're, or they're all cogs. Ah. Numbered, numbered cogs, you know, numbered they've got their cogs. serial number and they're just these cogs wandering, walking around the, the, uh, the fast food joint that you're managing. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's ever increasing numbers of customers as you approach their lunch rush. And, uh, there's no, there's no uh, obvious management inside, just loudspeakers just bellowing faster, faster at you at all times. Uh, yeah, and they're just the cog. You see the cogs spinning. The more, yeah. the more, the harder they work, the faster they spin. Yeah, and occasionally the cogs will just explode, and then you've got to cover their their area of the uh, fast food area as well as your own. Uh, yeah, because, because it's too expensive to hire redundant cogs. We can't have backups. Yeah. So pretty much what you're suggesting is we just literally fill any fast food establishment. Yeah, basically, yeah, slap some special effects on. Yeah, it's just an FMV game, honestly. Uh, Sort of an FMV overcooked where every in a uh, fast food restaurant. All right. Now that you've said an F- FMV game, I am picturing sort of having customers come up, full motion video, 
uh, and you have to sort of solve their their dilemmas or their their problems at, playing as one of these cogs, or or maybe or no, maybe playing as the manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's whenever someone, it's whenever one of these customers calls for the manager, you get and, this FMV scene, and the and the the complaints are uh, usually randomly generated, so they don't make sense. There'll be stuff like. I ordered the large fries, but I got the large fries and paid for the large fries. You need to fix this. So, once again, just working in fast yes, food exactly, exactly as it is. Yes, yeah. we do not change a thing. No. Uh, just complaints generated by a you know, Markov chain of, of <laughs> <laughs> a sentence. Uh, it will be very accurate. Throw the, word, throw the name Karen in there yeah, uh, yeah. occasionally. Uh, so, then it's topical. Well, even more topical, really. This is biting satire. It's, it's, in fact, it might be too on the nose. Uh, yeah, we'd, we'd definitely will get taken down by, you know, big fast food. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'll, you'll, you'll by have, big capitalism. But big capitalism. Yeah. You'll have Burger King and Hungry Jacks at the end of the line and not just because they're the same place. Yeah, exactly. But the Burger King and his Hungry Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Where the where the queen sit, comes into that, but uh, uh, well, you know, she had her time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, three, two, one, click. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you go first yeah. on this one. <laughs> all right, this is kind of an interesting one. Costly we. Ah, my one is incorporating abuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we kind of just did that, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was more corporatizing abuse, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, having a costly we is like when you take a break. If if you're being paid, and this is now we're moving from fast food into Amazon warehouses. <laughs> it's a, so this so it's once again we got we we're going pretty hard on the sim genre in the last couple, but I think it's really going in this one. You've got a so you're playing. You are an Amazon worker desperately trying to get your work done while also it's a survival sim. You've got to also survive. Yeah. You're not allowed <laughs> You're not allowed breaks to eat or go to the bathroom. So you have to like find time to steal away from doing that while you're being constantly berated by a manager whose sole job it is is to make sure you don't get these breaks. Yeah, well I I, I definitely like bringing that survival genre into into a packing warehouse. In that way. So, you've got your, your hunger, your thirst, your, you know, your bladder meters, uh, you know, going up or down as, as, you know, necessary. Yeah. Uh, while you are having to click constantly in the right <laughs> places to, to pack things into boxes. Um, and, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, sort of a, a record, uh, a leaderboard that's being shown at all times to show how fast the fastest are going. Um, but it is definitely impossible for you to reach those speeds. So that is why you are constantly being hunted by the manager, yeah. who is clearly just Bezos himself. Yes, yes. Uh, and so I think we can bring in some stealth aspects then uh, to sort of, if you can make your way to a bathroom and back without being seen. Uh Alternatively, finding, you know, scavenging the bottles that, you know, Amazon workers have notoriously been peeing in during their breaks, uh, during uh, their shifts. I think you'll find, sorry, I saw a tweet about this, and according to Jeff Bezos, that's not a thing. So, I think we can all trust oh, the world's richest man to not lie to source. us. Yeah. Yeah, he, no, he, he wouldn't would, say something that wasn't true. No, absolutely not. Um, good, good bloke. Good bloke. Yeah. Oh, the best, just- yeah. Very ethical man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I'm really also imagining sort of almost a, a Metal Gear Solid vibe to it as well. You're, you're in an Amazon mm-hmm. house. You, you're going to be able to get cardboard boxes. You're going to be able to zip around in these things. Yes, know, Stay yes. still at the right time. Huh, what's that noise? Yeah, Bezos turns around, the light glinting off his bald <laughs> skull. Um, like literal skull. He's, he's uh, you know- skeletal creature yeah at this just point. like real life mm-hmm. yeah. um although you got to be careful not to stand still too long i think in these cardboard boxes because you could get packed <laughs> and sent away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay, that's interesting actually it's like the the opposite of metal gear solid then yeah. uh or at least just that added that added aspect of yeah you can't be too near any other boxes and sit still for too long yeah. uh or one of the other desperately 
you know, working workers will, will grab you and uh, pack things into you. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's also if if you receive an injury, um, sort of you, you you've got a one hit and you're out because they don't want they as soon as you get hit you get ejected from the building immediately so you can't make a um, can't make a, a, a safety claim. <laughs> I think they just I think they just take you out the back and shoot you like a horse, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> once you've broken a you know got yeah. an injury, I don't think they even take you back. From what I understand, they just just leave you in the middle of the aisle for a while. <laughs> this, I think this might be getting a bit too too real and dark <laughs> too right real. now. Though. All right, all right. Let's look again, and we're going to go lighter on this one. Yeah, let's give um, it a try. Oh God, I got painful horse. <laughs> I've got impressed <laughs> commercial. So, <laughs> all right, we're not using those. One oh. more. No, no, that's too too much. Too much. All right. Oh, see, that, here we go. This is more the sort of the country yawn. Hmm. Flown saying. Oh, I'm not sure how flown is in. Adjective, I guess it's like a, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, country yawn. That's that's like very evocative. Like yeah, that's uh, get, it feels get, like an something in an, in an advertisement. Absolutely, it's uh, um, you definitely you've got someone, you've got them in a straw hat, they're leaning against the fence, they're just they're having just a good old country yawn. Yeah, have a country yawn on us. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're selling. <laughs> they're definitely selling something, though. Maybe this is just a game. Maybe this is a multiplayer experience where you have to create ads for nothing. <laughs> yeah. And the more people that click on them, uh, the more points you get. So, literally just the entire so mobile game is marketing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we're gamifying it, you see. Game- ah, but we're the one- just to- just to make sure we are the one generating the profits when these ads go out. Oh, yeah. We just yeah, then slap cool. them on other- pro- Like, we just link them to random sites that are paying us for, Absolutely. for clicks. Yeah. We, no, that that makes sense to me. But, no, yeah, I, I think we, we you provide the, the player with a set of uh, sort of stock footage, uh, fonts, you know, all the, little, all the special effects you need, and they have to- Put them together into, you know, they've got a 30 second limit or whatever it is for an ad. Uh, maybe even shorter for like a social media or a TikTok ad or something. You have to get people's attention. But, uh, but yes, they're not actually selling anything. They don't have a product. They're just, they're just getting out there. You could get bonus coin, uh, points or maybe in, incorporating current memes or whatever, whatever's viral at that particular point of the day. Well, uh, I mean, I think, I think that will, yeah, definitely just come naturally from. You know, that's a more effective ad then. You're going to get more people clicking and viewing it. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, you know, we provide- Essentially, the game itself is uh, that's that studio for building the ads and then an analytics dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> for those who really want that experience of fretting over, you know, how well your your uh, products and, and media are doing without uh, actually creating anything useful- uh, that sounds like my entire podcasting career, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, it keeps just cutting a bit too close to home, doesn't it? <laughs> what, 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 the worst horrors one can imagine are always just reality. That's a beautiful thing. Funny how that happens. <laughs> well, uh, let's 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 uh, dig a little bit deeper then. Yep. Just uh, at risk of completely destroying our you know self esteem. Uh, is there something we can do then for those who are sitting there just waiting for their ads to be clicked on? What, you know, what do we provide them to do in the meantime? I, I mean, I guess they could sit there making more ads, but what? Why don't we have the in? But while you're waiting for your ad to be pl- c- clicked on, you have a selection of ads that you have to view and decide which one is in fact you know, uh, which one you want to click on yourself. So this is sort of. It's At this point, it's a self-fulfilling cycle. You just yes, yes. You're creating ads to click on ads to create ads to click on ads. Look, those those, those clicking points. games and those idle games are all the rage. That's true. You could you could then like as you go through, you could start to uh, build up a system where you could buy extra clicks or an auto clicker if it if it comes. Yeah, to that. yeah. You can purchase a robot that will watch the ads for you uh, because we do detect. Eyeballs. We just can't yep. tell whether they're human or robotic. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, and yeah, they just randomly click. 
essentially making the entire system useless. Yeah. Uh, again, healing way too like, close to home. Yeah. You could, uh, to, yeah, to just to make it a bit brighter, you can make the robots quite interesting. The first one is very simple. It's just like a, a printed cutout of a face loosely taped to a moving fan um, mm-hmm. just to make it the eyes move around. Yeah, that one never actually clicks on anything. That's just, yeah. you, you will get the, you, you know, you will uh, get the analytics going up for amount of seconds watched on a video. Yeah. Uh, but then, yes, you start getting into the, the more complex yeah. ones where we, you know, you add one of those dipping birds. That's that- exactly where I was going to go next mm-hmm. year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh- in fact, that's as that's as much as the bots get is just a variety of the dipping birds. So you end up with six or seven of them on your desk, just sort of clicking randomly in different areas. Yeah, exactly. Different different sizes, different amounts of liquid in there, so they'll uh, tap at different rates. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, of course, all of these are, are, are gen- you need to buy in real life from the game creators to get them to be the official one. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're then, you know, we're, we're creating add-on sales. We're creating an ongoing revenue stream to sort of to get you going there. So you've got to first unlock them in the game and then pay for them to be sent to you in real life. Yeah. And you just have to run your computer, you know, watching these videos, constantly clicking to make your numbers go up. And uh, I think we've just reinvented cryptocurrency. I was literally just to say, did we just create Bitcoin? I Shit. think we did. <laughs> Bird, bird coin? Right. Bird coin. Uh, bird coin's already got to exist. Um, uh, probably with all the stupid cryptocurrencies that are out there. Uh, man, we just can't get away from real life tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've just, I've always thought I had a good imagination, but apparently it's just, <laughs> it's just looking it's, out the window and just naming things I can see. It's just, it's just the horrible state of the world is all I <laughs> think about. Is this just what the, the, the world has come to? Yeah, it's it's a a year of. I mean, you and I are speaking from two of the luckiest countries in the world when it's come to lockdowns. But a year of lockdown has just really melted our brains. I think so. I think so. Uh, all right, let's 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 see where the next one brings us. <laughs> all right, <laughs> three, I two, have, one, click. There we go. I have puzzled, aged. Mm, okay, I've fulfilled vessel. Fulfilled vessel. So, I'm I, I'm thinking a puzzle game. Obviously, it's puzzled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, got aged. You've got vessel. Maybe this is a beer brewing game. Ooh. Maybe you're creating various alcohols that need to be fermented and aged a certain amount of time. Um, I could see this as as sort of a a bit of a plate spinning game where yeah. you've you've got your multiple brews going at one time, and, and yeah, you kind of have to switch between them to to do the different things at each stage of the process. Absolutely. And you've got to make sure you're putting things in the right places. You don't want to be putting your IPAs in your aged oak barrels for your Merlots. That would be, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. You'd feel <laughs> a right fool accidentally putting your hops into your grape squeezing thing. Can't be having that. No, I mean, not unless you can then sell it to hipsters for oh, even more. Ab- actually, that, yeah, no, you, absolutely. That would probably mm. work. So. Uh, yeah, you've got you've got to get the right things at the right time, and then figure out a way to make the wrong things. Yeah, or at still- least just make the most of your mistakes. I mean, some mistakes you won't be able to come back from. There's got to be that element of challenge there as well. You yes. know, if you if you're accidentally um, you know brewing deadly nightshade instead of grapes, you're gonna you're definitely going to end up with some problems. <laughs> uh, I do, <laughs> I do like that idea. You have to go out and pick the plants yourself. Yeah, uh, you got to pick your grapes. You got to pick your hops. You got to pick your you know, your fruits and, and things that you're, you're maybe putting in there to, to add to your flavors. Uh, but yes, there are deadly poison, poisonous plants also in your garden. Yeah. And it, 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 it can't be as simple as just going up to the, going up to the tree or bush, looking at it and having the crosshair cover it and have the name on there. You've got to have oh, an no, in game yeah. book that's just describes the plants or the, or the products that you're looking for. Um, and then you've got to match them up yourself and do a guess. And it's not until the product's finished with that you're 100% sure about what you've got. Um, yeah. Well, and I think we go old, old school in a way. Like, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you played sort of old adventure games where you'd end up drawing physical maps by hand. Oh, yeah. And keeping them, you know, taped next to, you, to your monitor. Absolutely. Uh, but I think in this one, you're literally having to, you know, 
in in those in the manner of those beautiful sort of old bot- botanical sketches, yeah. uh, you've got to get good enough to to just sketch it out uh, yourself uh, and make sure yeah you're describing everything correctly. Yeah, absolutely, and it's in reality, it's just bringing back a lost art. You know what 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 happened to your Sir Francis Bacon's and your Charles Darwin's, where you had to go out, you had to draw the plants as pretty as possible to let everyone else know. Exactly. And so we're just bringing these skills back. Um, Yeah, and uh, at the end of it, you're going to end up with this lovely leather-bound tome of virtual plants. Yeah. Um, And then in five or six hundred years' time, someone is going to discover it, uh, (laughs) not not be able to uh, understand a single word of it and create a a century-long mystery as everyone's trying to figure out what the hell is the Voynich uh, manuscript. Well, yeah. And I think maybe just to make sure that actual botanists or, or brewers uh, don't have a leg up is we actually fictionalize all of the plants. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So not just grapes, because I mean you, you're always going to be te- you're going to be able to tell your grapes from your barley. That's that's simple as you need to. Yeah, we need yeah, to make these things a bit more interesting. We're building an alternate universe uh, where you know grapes don't exist, but yeah. you can create wine from. You know the the blue large berries of the you know trip 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 talk tree. Yeah. Oh, now you got to watch out for their thorns though. They're a disaster. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, venomous thorns. Very. Interestingly enough, I'm I'm beginning to get think almost a very sort of prehistorical vibe where you were the first person to be. You know, you're the one who's who's doing the things like squeezing the teats on the cow and seeing if what's coming out is drinkable for humans. Like, you're the one <laughs> kicking into the beehives and stealing all their vomit to see if that's delicious or not. So, I you know- do love the idea of of a game where every new creature you come across, you just start squeezing parts of it and seeing what comes out. Yeah. Sometimes deciding- what comes out is violence. But, you know, that's the risk you've got to take. Sometimes it's edible, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, leads to death. Yep. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's you know, edible or drinkable and uh, is, you know, fulfilling and, uh, you know, c- can, can be used in future. And you put that in your book. Yeah, and you put that in your book. And, uh, yeah, also you've got to have a whole section de- dedicated to drawing the bits that aren't that aren't the good, e- good endings. Maybe with yes. um, detailed descriptions of what happens, just so future generations know what's going on. Yeah, well, it, maybe this... Maybe you set this over generations and essentially ah. you're building in your physical book here a, you know, the, the, the idea that this is the book that would be handed down generation to generation when someone does die from being trampled by a large hairy beast that they attempted to get milk from, uh, in the, a very, you know, unfortunate way, uh, the, you know, their, their children are the ones who, who then go off and find the book. That and can sense. continue discovering things about this new world. Yes. And uh, just happily, they, all of these awful things happening after experimentation always happen after the next generation is born, just to make sure we we can keep it going. <laughs> Unless that's part of the challenge. Oh, yeah. You've got, a- <laughs> you've got Iron Man mode, where if you have not pr- successfully procreated, yeah. uh, uh, then you need to be very careful and make sure to stick to the book. Yeah, you get, uh, you get a true roguelite where if, if you die out before before creating a next generation, that's it. You've got to start again yeah, from permadeath. the start. <laughs> not not just permadeath, but your entire bloodline, <laughs> your entire species is wiped gone. out. Because everyone's forgotten that you don't eat, that you don't touch the thorns on the trick doc tree. That's it. Uh, and just to really drive that home, we not only fictionalize everything in the game, but we procedurally generate it <laughs> so you can't carry your book over from the previous run. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that would be, can't, we can't make this, it's, it's got to be, got to be hard mode. Yeah. Yeah. This is for, for true gamers. <laughs> yeah. None, none of these filthy casuals. I want to play, I want to enjoy a story. I'm playing for fun. I don't hate who plays, myself. Who plays games for fun? You can't call yourself a gamer if you play no. games for the enjoyment of it. No, you've got to hate yourself the whole time. <laughs> if your if your knuckles aren't bleeding at the end of it, well then who are you? Yeah, if you don't have a have a pile of broken controllers next to you. <laughs> 
Uh, I really like that one, actually. That's, yeah. that's fun. That's yeah. cool. That one didn't make me depressed at all until no. a little bit at the end there. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the next one will, because I just got exotic politicians. <laughs> and my one is becoming puncture. So maybe maybe this could, <laughs> wait, maybe we could salvage oh. this. Maybe this is quite yeah. a cathartic wee game where you've got to um, find these, uh, you know, these tin pot dictators and just well, just beat the crap out of them. Well, we do know that our politicians like to go to exotic lands, it's uh, true. such as Hawaii oh. uh, and elsewhere. So yes, is this is this hunting down your wayward politicians <laughs> and puncturing them with something? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's you, you've got to you've got to first of all there's an investigation aspect where you've got to. Mm. Um, oh, got it's to, like it's like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, except with excessive violence at the end instead of like mm-hmm. the mild reward of solving a puddle, puzzle. Yeah, you get the ex- extreme reward of solving a puzzle. Yeah. Uh, and, yes. You get to also drive a sword through ScoMo, you know. <laughs> yeah, you really roast Peter Dutton, as yeah. you do with a potato. <laughs> you get to just just really get to show just, Jacinda Ardern what, what you think about <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure... Did New Zealanders have any beef at all with Jacinda Ardern or you I know, mean, she just- we, it, it, The thing about politicians, it doesn't matter how good they are, you're going to find a way to hate them. It's very important that you hate your politicians. Yeah. And yeah, so- You just really have to get that outrage. Absolutely. You know, flaming. So sometimes you've just got to be, just got to be upset that they haven't completely overthrown the entire system and rebuilt it from the ground up. In, in a year or two. So, sometimes that's enough to really need to show them yeah, what's up. Yeah. Hunt her down and give her a real talking to. Absolutely. Stop being so lovely and making us look great on the world stage. It's really getting me down. Yeah. Yeah. God. Good. Uh, damn politicians. <laughs> <laughs> but All also, right, you, uh, just, you get to ch- just absolutely just kick Trump in the nuts as hard as you like. So, that's, oh, you know. over and over. Yeah. That's that sort of. In fact, that's just loading screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that patent on uh, loading screen games expired. I think Midway had a patent on it for a long time, so now yeah. we can. Everyone actually can and should put a Trump testicle kicking game in their <laughs> loading screen. Suddenly, it just and let's let, let's let's go back. Let's get all of these old games. Let's re-release them with the loading screens replaced with Trump. Yeah, in fact, it's the opposite of a of a patent. Now it's a requirement. <laughs> Yeah, mandatory. You have to pay to not have that in your game. And the fees are <laughs> astronomical. Exactly. Uh okay, I think that was I think that was a short and sweet one, so let's uh let's move on. Uh damned invitation. Incompetent bust. Okay. I I'm thinking I'm thinking a, a sort of a a a police game. So you're a police officer and you've got to serve a warrant. Mm. Oh, um, okay. Gotcha. Incompetent bust. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was- Is what- it- My words were damned invitation. So, are you serving a warrant to a demon? That could be it. Or that a vampire, be- perhaps. So, you're, you're finding these various horrible mythological creatures and you are trying to get them to show up in court to pay a series of just- Minor fines, yeah, much. like parking, parking tickets, jaywalking, uh, yeah. setting fire to the bench they were sitting on. It was yeah. an accident, so yeah, it was. You know, we're not saying that they're going to be found guilty in all these cases. We just need to make sure that they're showing up to have their day in court. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, what, what sort of tools then are we giving these? You know, <laughs> bastions of society, the cops. <laughs> Uh, to, to bring, to bring these people to these, these creatures to court. Um, I'm, I'm thinking a, a loose description of them, um, a vague indication of where they are and then just being left to it. It's really just busy work, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's, it's almost like a, um, a guess who sort of game where it's like, uh, do they have gigantic horns? Okay. No. All right. So this isn't right. the right house. Eliminate. Here. Yeah. Eliminate a few houses on this street. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. No, it, 
that could be the go there. Um, and as, as it gets on, it gets harder. You've got bigger and bigger, uh, bigger and bigger demons or higher level vampires, you know, Dracula, your Nosferatus, um, your cast of, uh, what we do in the shadows and you've got to get them to show up for their day in court. Um, yeah. That, that becomes sort of a, a very, uh, dialogue driven, you know, yeah. Gameplay then, where you're really having to convince them and uh, not become enthralled. Yep, uh, absolutely. And and of and, course, and drained. Yeah, of course. You've also got to take into account time of day. Yeah, you can't just knock on a vampire's door and. Uh, Twelve thirty in the afternoon in the middle of summer. That's not going to go well. No, if they do answer, you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Real, you know, internal affairs is going to be on your ass. Absolutely, as 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 well they should be anyway. But we won't get into that. <laughs> well, yeah, most cops, all cops, yeah. yes, yeah, um, all cats uh, are beautiful, <laughs> and I'll stand by that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we'll end that one there because yep. really, we, what else can we say? All right. So, bothered starter quality page. <laughs> <laughs> this is a page like a court, like in a court. Ah, uh, so like, in, like, like a, a, a you know, court of King Arthur or whatever. Yeah, of so, court. so like a, a wee page boy who is the one who, you know, they've got to run around doing minor errands. Mm. They're trying to work their way up to what's next, like a squire or something. Yeah, squire is certainly your next step, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, this could be sort of rising through the ranks of a medieval court. I'm- I'm just imagining once again going back to those awful mobile ads, sort of level one page, and you you run out and you dump a load of coins in front of the king, and then you're level twenty nice and yeah, yeah. Then you're really buff, and you're just carrying more coins. Yeah, yeah. For some reason you got an AK forty seven now, and no one's commenting on it. Yeah, and every time you run into the room, you have to solve a little match three puzzle. <laughs> and it is a very simple match three puzzle. <laughs> Yes, there's one solution to it, and there are only like nine, you know, gems. Yeah, so, uh, and somehow they keep getting it wrong. I need to click on this ad to show them how it's done. <laughs> but when you get into the actual game, you see it's a lot more involved than that. It's uh, it's quite and, involved, and actually a lot more boring and very different to what they uh, sold you. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Most of it is just taking love notes between knights and. <laughs> suitors and <laughs> so sorry what were your words i've forgotten your words uh bothered starter okay so, bothered starter so a starter i think i mean you're starting from the bottom you are starting yeah. as the as the page so that is where you are the starter but bothered i mean i mean if you read some of the notes that these knights were passing you'd be bothered too <coughs> i tell you what. hot and bothered whoa i tell you what sir Saucy. gallifrey and um sir europa they are they are not what they seem <laughs> <laughs> Underneath that armor, yeah. they are truly They're- sensitive souls. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all right. Well, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of do like this idea though of uh, of getting to know the court and the different characters that are there. You've got, you know, you've got the knights, you've got the the royalty, you've got the, you know, the sort of the, the I don't know what do you call the, the king's right right hand man. Oh, uh, yep, yep, yep. Who's probably plotting to take the throne somehow. Yeah. I think a lot of plotting will be invo- involved in this game and really choosing who to be helping and who to, mm. uh, and who to, uh, who to tattle to, um, are quite important. You know, you're not going to make your way up to king from page simply by passing notes, although it is a very important part of the game. So one, uh, one gameplay element that we like to bring into our games every now and then is, is based on, the Shadow of Mordor Nemesis system. Oh, hell yes. Uh, which has been patented by WB. So, we've got our own system, which we call the Besties system. Oh. Uh, where you you may, you know, randomly generate a bestie All right. or and, uh, an do they anti-bestie. Have, do they have to have been employed by Polygon at some point? And do they currently have to talk about video <laughs> games or- <laughs> Can this bestie sort of just uh, be- No, that's just sort of Easter eggs. Like, you know how in, oh, in, in Shadow of War they'll get a name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we sometimes just, sometimes just get called Griffin McElroy. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. But, uh, no, I think I, I kind of- uh, Starting at the bottom of a court like that and you are creating these alliances and, and these, uh, I mean, nemeses. You, you're creating yeah. problems, enemies in the court- uh, but sort of putting some structure to that and having that randomly generated in that way where you, yeah, you've got this procedurally generated court. And if you do knock someone off, then, you know, they'll be replaced in time, but you might have moved some other people up the ranks by doing that. 
Absolutely. And then you can then, if you've impressed the right people, move, move yourself up there until finally you are the king. And then the yeah. end game is, of course, just the pointless bu- busy work of royalty, just sort of signing decrees and settling petty disputes between lords. Um, at that yeah, the point, whole it- court is still continued to be simulated. You just yeah. don't get to take part in it anymore. No. Yeah, uh, I mean, just- unless someone does come up the ranks to try and knock you off, I suppose. Yeah. Um, mostly it's just pretty much it's just reruns of uh, Judge Judy, except we've just sort of pasted the face of the king and the face of some of the lords onto some of the- um, Yeah, ripped from the, the headlines of Judge Judy, you yeah. get these, uh, these problems that you have to resolve. Yeah. He stole me cows. Oh, didn't I steal your cows? Not sure what that accent was, but I do apologise for it, just sort of, <laughs> just to be safe. Uh, yeah. to, to those out there who may speak like that, whatever yeah. it may be, or we yes, are it, sorry. It's uh, definitely I am at fault there and I take full responsibility <laughs> for my actions. I have not learned anything, but if if you exist, I'll try and learn something from it. Uh, it's all right. It did sound like a very white accent, so uh, <laughs> oh, I thank don't God. think- that's, that, yeah. that, that's the one I'm allowed to hit. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where I can aim. <laughs> that's the one we're allowed to make fun of, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I reckon we've got time for one more. One so more? Let's three, two, one, click. Oh, this this is very much uh, implying a game mechanic here. Degrading repair. Slightest relation. Oh. I mean, degrading repair. I mean, that's a fairly common mechanic in, in a lot of games. Uh, famously, yeah. Breath of the Wild recently. Um, um, but it's about tracking down a long lost cousin. <laughs> yeah. And the, it is, you do have, it's. It's a family tree finding simulator. It's effectively Ancestry.com, but you've only got a certain amount of time before your family tree breaks. <laughs> it's a physical tree. It's a physical tree. You've got to get the whole family on there. And if you don't make it- It's this It's this perverse serial killer <laughs> who is hanging his literal family from a literal tree. <laughs> no, that's great. Um- <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's just, it's just taking Hangman to the logical extreme, isn't it? Really? Uh, yeah, that's true. They, they you, uh, under each of them is their name with three letters missing. <laughs> All of them Q's uh, for some reason, but that's just yeah. Never, nobody ever chooses the Q. Nobody ever goes for the Q. That's maybe this is a game where you are a, a private investigator investigating this crime. Uh, just so we don't put people into the shoes of a perverse serial yeah. sort of like uh, a curse of the Obradin style um yeah going back and maybe not necessarily using the ability to see through time but but yeah. filling out that family tree yeah and uh it is it is one of the 17th cousins 22nd removed who've done it and the only way to find out which one is to fill this whole tree yeah you know it's really you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it, but we did a very similar case to this like about fifteen episodes ago. Um with a family tree. But no, I think I like that uh this is this is a diff- bit of a different take on it, particularly because it is physical trees and actual hangings. Absolutely. Uh the ancestry killer. <laughs> if, if we're not careful, this is we're going to inspire someone, and we're going to feel just real bad about this. Yeah, <laughs> but at least we'll know someone listened. I mean, that's and really, as a podcaster, that that is the dream. It's really <laughs> the end game, you know. No matter how many people die for it. <laughs> If At our numbers we'll go up. Line go up equals good. So, you know, sometimes Stonks. sacrifices had to be made. Stonks indeed. Um, I think we might leave it there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think- I think we've, uh, I've, I've, I think I've dragged this podcast down far enough at this point. No, um, no. That was, that was really great. Um, Thank you so much for for joining me this week and uh, and contributing the ideas. Uh, I, I think we both came up with some fun games in there that you know could potentially be made, and really took a jab at society, which absolutely. is also important in uh, any media. Absolutely. I mean, where would we be without satire? Um, exactly. Exactly. Probably a lot more direct in our actions to problems, but that's not really the point, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, so thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. All of our episodes are up there. Leave us a review. That'd be great. We love to hear feedback. Uh, and we would also like to thank the band Kuradas for the song Mount Defiance off the album Containment Failure. Stefan, where can people find you online and your podcast? Well, probably rocking out to that theme song. That is just some sludgy goodness. I love that. Um, yes. But if you're looking for me personally online, uh, I, you can find me at most places at Urshatz. That's E-R-S-H-A-T-Z. Don't ask me to explain it. I won't. But um, <laughs> that's where I'm found most places online. If you want to hear some more of me, check out Talking With Dinosaurs. As I say, the world's number one rated comedy dinosaur podcast hosted by a New Zealander. Sometimes you've got to be specific to be number one. Um, and yeah, just, uh, I like to do a lot of, as I say, I'm a professional podcast sub at this point. So I just sort of jump in where, where holes are needed. So, you know, maybe I'll show up in your, your second favorite podcast one day. There you go. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Stefan Ato. And, uh, I have a beard and here is a leaflet. <laughs> <laughs> Join our cause. Join our cause.